It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. And this is our Thanksgiving Eve podcast, the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Henry Apple today, Paul Boyd, Ricky Fires, the beautiful Ricky Fires, and you left Leland, talented. The beautiful you Ricky Fires and <laughs> maybe Leland <laughs> in the River Valley. Leland, what's happening down there today in, in your neck of the woods? Besides this being a, a, a your last day at uh, Hiram Walker after you said forty years and and a whole bunch of change there. Forty years, nine months, twenty-eight days, and seven hours. But who's counting? Who's counting? And we're not. We're not ticking down. To have, did Did you use a calendar and cross off the days as you as you got a little closer, or do you do anything like that, or is that just too old school? No, I did cross off months. Okay. And so today, in about an hour, I'm going to cross off November, and that'll be it. And that'll be it. Wow. wow. So we had some good football action last week, Leland, uh, uh, down there as well as up here in the River Valley as well as up here in northwest Arkansas. We're going to start with Ricky, who saw one of, if not the most classic, epic comebacks in 7A football. Man, it has to rank right up there. Fayetteville was down 21-6 at halftime. Then they go down 27-6 early in the third quarter. And I'm thinking, well, I'm going to have to jump on some other team because uh, I still want to cover some football games. But gradually, but surely, Fayetteville, man, they just caught fire. Uh, our quarterback, uh, Fike. That's uh, my boy. That's your boy. Satana with the 58-yard touchdown. And then, man, the biggest play on defense by Ryan Maxwell. Uh, come on a corner blitz and just hit that quarterback solidly. Obliterated and, him. Yeah. You know what? And he didn't hit him too high, too, no. hit him too low, because, you know, they're going to call that yep. nowadays. But, man, he smacked him, forced a fumble. Four or five plays later, they scored, took the lead. Fayetteville held on. Uh, Cabot had a touchdown call back late. But Fayetteville won the game, and they're moving on to the semifinals as the lone representative from the 7A West. Now, I know – you know, that's a game that we did not anticipate Fayetteville would struggle in. No. But they did. But sometimes when expectations are high, Ricky, sometimes you do struggle like that and sometimes you get in a hole. If you're able to come back from that, which they did, that is huge momentum going into this week's home game with Conway. They're riding a wave of it. Absolutely. And Conway, uh, as you know, they start off the year playing each other and Fayetteville won that game. But I just got through writing and said, man, they need to put that in their back pocket. They need to forget about that game. That's done. Because uh, uh, Conway had a little sophomore quarterback, and he wasn't very good his first start. But he's gotten a lot better. They got Manny Smith. They got other big-time playmakers. So Fayetteville's just going to have to uh, regroup, forget all about that game. And they cannot cannot start the way they did against Cabot. Because they'd be gone. They'd yeah, be done. Yeah, yeah, you get down 27-6 to, to uh, Conway. It, You're it, done. It, it's done. It's not, you're not going to come back from that probably. So big, big, big win for the Purple Dogs. Uh, they moved to 9-2 and two on the season. They will host Conway this week. Now that game has been moved. The kickoff time has been moved to 7-30. Yes. To, so that hopefully some of the crowd from after Arkansas lays the smack on Missouri Saturday – the yep. tailgaters might thin out a little bit, maybe. 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 Now, if you go to this game, you might have to park in Greenland and then walk up to Fayetteville, which that's yeah, not really a long walk, Rick. You could make that walk. I could make that walk. Make that but uh, Jansky, the athletic director, he says, you know, folks around Fayetteville may know a secondary route or something. People in Conway coming in for the game, right. they're going to be stuck in that traffic. So they kind of did it for them. They did. But they did it for themselves as well. And I'm fine with it. 
and um, I'll be ready to go. If you're coming from Conway, go up to BB, swing up to Jonesboro, come back down through Harrison, up through Hinesville, and that way, and you come in the back way. Well, and you end up in uh, Hernando, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> well, that should be a good game. Uh, now, that was on the big positive side. Henry, on the other hand, saw, if you're a Bentonville fan, a heartbreaker, a crusher um, for them. There's no, no doubt about it, a crusher. Yeah, definitely disappointed because, uh, as Jody Grant told me Friday night, the game lasted 12 seconds too long. It did. It did. And, and you have to sit there and – he shook his head in disbelief. I shook my head in disbelief because, you know, the play before the touchdown pass, there was a pass interference call. Hmm. How did the back judge call it when he's got the two players' backs turned to him? Yeah, that's a, that's and, a tough call. Also, the late hit on the kickoff didn't help any. Yeah. Either. It gave him 15 additional yards, you know, after that. After, um, So, to kind of set the stage, Bentonville was behind. Uh, their defense had played – the best game they've played all year, Henry, probably. One of the best games, I mean, yeah. you know, probably. Um, and they force a punt, and uh, Cooper Smith, who doesn't get nearly enough recognition for no. what that kid does for that team, um, because – and, you know, Chas Nimrod, my goodness, <laughs> you know, when you Tennessee, look at him in the uniform yeah. and, you know, he's yeah. going to Tennessee, you know, obviously, you know, all eyes go to him. But Cooper Smith, what a phenomenal career that kid has had at Bentonville. Takes a punt back, Ricky, 90 yards. Took it back 90 yards for, yes. for a touchdown. And Bentonville, of course, is erupting on their yep. sideline. It's, you know, and wow. And he, he fields the ball at the 10. Now, he got hit and pushed backwards. He started his run at about the 6, maybe even the 5. And he, he didn't go hit. down, huh? He didn't that go down, but he, yeah. he kept his composure. And then once he got it, he took off down that left sideline, and nobody was going to touch him, but – for a while, the place was quiet because around the 30-yard line or so, there was a flag laying right there in the middle of the field, and oh. nobody knew what it was for. And all of a sudden, then a second flag pops up. And you're thinking, oh, my gosh, what's They've blocked in the back. What's fixing? Or, yeah. yeah, you're thinking that. But the first flag turns out to be a sideline warning on Bentonville. Okay. It was their celebration, first. Celebration, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little celebration, yeah. So that's their first one. So they don't get penalized for that one. But then the second call was holding on North Little Rock ah, okay. before the kick. Before the so kick, okay. Of course, they're going to say, decline. We'd like to touch down. Yeah. And, man, you think in Bentonville has pulled this off. They've, they've knocked off North Little Rock. It's a huge win. And then 11 seconds left in the game yeah. in North Little Rock. And give them, Henry, all the credit in the world. North Little Rock deserves all the credit. They, they, they went down the field. They – you know, benefited from a penalty, but they, they did get down the field and set yeah. themselves up to win the game, and they did make a play to win the game. Yeah, and I talked to the receiver who caught the touchdown pass, and I told him, I said, hey, how much did you alter your route? And he was honest. He said, I don't know. I was just caught up in the moment. All I was trying to do was get open. Found a little space. Yeah. Found a little space, and much credit to North Little Rock. How many yards was it for the touchdown? Twelve. Twelve yards. Okay. So, North Little Rock advances to the semifinal, I believe, for the sixth straight year. Mm -hmm. uh, with the, now, they will play Bryant this week for a chance to go to the final for a sixth straight year. Of course, Bryant is going for its fourth consecutive state championship, so that should be a good one. Uh, Leland, what's your, what's your take on that? I, I think Bryant runs away with it, but, but you may have a different take. 
You know, North Little Rock's defense, and you guys have now seen it twice against Fayetteville earlier, against Bentonville this week. There's not a better front three in the state yes. than what North Little Rock has. And you can, and you know, when I looked at the stats that Henry posted about that game, the thing that stood out to me that caught my eye immediately was the rushing yards by Bentonville. Yeah. And there wasn't much. Nope. Yeah. One thing that caught my eye on this all game long, North Little Rock did not play anybody deep in the in the defense. Everybody was within seven yards of the line of scrimmage. They were daring Bentonville to throw it deep. And why you didn't take those opportunities? Of shots, yeah, yeah, they took a few, but didn't complete near enough of them. Yeah. Um, so tough break there for Bentonville. Good break for North Little Rock. So this week in the seven A semifinals, you got North Little Rock going to Bryant, and you have Conway coming up here to Fayetteville for a seven thirty start, not a seven o'clock start at seven thirty. So that sets the stage in Class seven A. Leland has dropped down to six A. You didn't cover this game, Walter Woody did, but man. Hello, what time, What date is today? Ricky, what's today? November 24th? Yes. Well, Greenwood's still alive in the playoffs. Anybody surprised by that? No. Though, what, what, what's the, the guy, I can't remember a long time ago, the, uh, the rumors of my death have been greatly over-exaggerated greatly or whatever? Exaggerated. Yeah, Mark Twain. Yeah, absolutely. So, Greenwood looks kind of dead in the water early in the season. Injuries, they lose. Parkview slapped a knot upside their head early in, in conference play, and you're like, well, Okay, Greenwood's coming back to the pack. You know, it's you know last year they were loaded. This year it's going to you know be. Guess what? No, no, no. Now Leland, I I know you know Parkview beat them by four touchdowns or whatever the first game, first time they played. Leland, I think this game's going to be a little different story Friday night. I think it's going to be a much different story. Um, You know, in that first meeting. Uh, Greenwood scored early in the third quarter and made it 27-20, or maybe 27-21. But anyway, they were within a touchdown. And, of course, from that point over, Parkview took over. Uh, you know, Jointer, the, the Razorback, I guess, signee, ended up with 270 yards and five touchdowns yep. in that game. Yep. Wow. Yep. Greenwood had nine starters out in that game, including their quarterback. Yep. Okay. And including their two defensive linemen that really are the the absolute meat and uh, heart of that defense. They were both out. I talked to both of them yesterday, and they can't wait to get on the field mm-hmm. Friday night I would to imagine. play Parkview for the first time this year. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine. They've also moved, you know, Parker Gill down uh, more or less as a stand-up defensive end. So. This is a much different Greenwood team than what Parkview played the first time. Now, Coach Young also pointed out that Parkview's a different team, too, because they've got that freshman that's been called up that's had three tremendous games. They've also got the running back that I think was at Jacksonville that was just ruled eligible week 10. I'm not sure how that can happen, but anyway. uh, Uh, So they've got a couple of more weapons that they've added as well. So it takes a long time to it, get your electricity um, turned on, apparently, in Little Rock. Yeah, I guess so. There you go. Week 10? Uh, yeah. So uh, so we got Parkview coming. To, they, they have to come to Greenwood. Yes. Ricky, yeah. they come to Greenwood. So we've got that one going on. Now, to me, the stunner in 6A was Benton going down. Uh, and it was their first playoff game, right? Or had they – yeah, they got a yeah, bye. Got they the got a bye. First round bye. First round bye. So they go down. Uh, and so uh, – to me, 6A is wide open. 6A is there for Greenwood for a repeat. And uh, I will be 
a little bit surprised if they don't seize this opportunity at Greenwood. Regardless of what matchup the championship game is, it's going to be a tremendous one. Even though Marion was four and six during the regular season, they've right. put together two great games in the playoffs. El Dorado, I think, has been the the best team in six A all season Most long. They lost it sure. at yeah. Jonesboro yeah. to start conference play, and of course that knocked them to a number two, and that's why uh, you know they're uh, they're in the semifinals, or, or why they they didn't get the top seed is because of that loss. But any matchup that we get in the championship game in six A should be a tremendous game. Should be a good game. Now in five A. Uh, to no surprise, Little Rock Christian advanced, Pulaski Academy advanced. Uh, those are two teams that have played in the final for, seems like it's been a decade, uh, and enjoyed their final final time in 5A because they're going to 6A next year, both of them are. Uh, Little Rock Christian will be taking on Whitehall. We talked about Whitehall, Ricky, from the very first playoff game. We knew Farmington drew them. Farmington gave them a, a good fight, but Whitehall won. Wouldn't surprise me to see Whitehall beat Little Rock Christian, but, boy, Little Rock Christian's experience this deep in the playoffs, I think, will be big. Yeah, Whitehall got that uh, really good defense, and, you know, defense uh, uh, can take you a long way in the playoff. But, man, uh, those two Little Rock schools, PA right there, they've been dominant in that conference in this division. Absolutely, they have. And then on the other side, Pulaski Academy, they will be taking on a very, very, very good Greenbrier team. Leland, this won't be a cakewalk for PA. No, um, uh, Greenbrier has – I don't know. I mean, maybe has been kind of the surprise of 5A because I thought Bologna was the best team in the 5A West. I did too. And, I did too. and man, did Greenbrier prove me wrong on yeah, that. I mean, did. Greenbrier is very good. They've got a good quarterback. Yes. And I think they can stay with PA. But, you know, there's so much about playing PA. Uh, and part of that is getting those onside kicks and, and keeping – Pulaski Academy from getting two or three or four extra extra possessions. Now, Henry, who's played PA the best in the playoffs so far? That would be Harrison. Be Harrison. Harrison. There you go. There you go. That'd be Harrison. Hey, let's remind the folks who the coach is down there at uh, PA now doing a great job. Yeah. Um, Former Razorback. Who is it? Yeah, that wide receiver. (laughs) Lucas. Lucas. Anthony Anthony Lucas. Lucas. Yeah, great job down there. All right. And we've also talked about this about PA. And Little Rock Christian going to 6A next year. Guess what? Greenbrier gets to go to 6A also next year. Greenbrier? Yeah, they've got the attendance. They have to move up. And uh, while we're on that subject, Henry, so 6A potentially could have 19 schools. It will have 19 schools. It will have 19 schools. And 7A will have its normal 16. 16. Uh, And then 5A gets kind of juggled a little bit. They would – or four or something. There, it's all going to have a little juggle effect, right? Right. Because uh, you're going to have Shiloh Christian coming up to 5A uh, with Prairie Grove and whatever. Um, so a little juggle. But um, so anyway, that's that's for next year. Uh, looking at 4A, uh, Leland, I was at the Shiloh Christian and Ashdown game, and Shiloh Christian's defense put Ashdown in a vice. I mean, they absolutely put them in a vice and turned that thing all the way to the right, Ricky, as far as it would go. It's kind of right because we, we all uh, think of Shiloh Christian offense, offense, scoring, fancy pants, uh, scoring plays and everything. But, man, uh, they got a great defense they this do. year, don't they? They uh, Boy, uh, Ashtown's first play of the game, uh, <coughs> they sacked the quarterback for an eight-yard loss. That set the tone for the whole game. Uh, Ashdown ended up the game with 10 yards rushing on 24 attempts. They had one rushing play of 15 yards. The first play of the second half, they ran a little counter play and, and broke off 15 yards. 
the rest of the game was, you know, resulted in a, you know, five yards negative <laughs> for the, for the r- rushing the rest of the way. Uh, Caden Henley, the linebacker for Shiloh, who is committed to Arkansas, will be signing with them uh, in the early signing period here in a couple of weeks. Had a big interception in the end zone to prevent uh, to prevent Ashdown from scoring. It, the, it was twenty-one nothing at the time. They weren't going to come back and win. Is but he a linebacker or a lineman? He's a linebacker. Linebacker, yeah, and he was linebacker. back in the end zone and yes. intercepted. Yeah, okay. he he he. he Kind of undercut the the uh, the short route and uh, made okay. a made a high leaping interception. Great great play. Um, so there's that. Now Shiloh goes on the road this week to River uh, Riverview River Crest. Um, and and Paul is, Boy both yeah, know exactly where that's at. Uh, five and a half hour trip. Every bit of it. Yep. River Crest got the got the host because of the way that this bracket was this year. They're both number one seeds. One seed. Uh, last year, Shiloh, you know, hosted throughout. This year, they have to go on the road. Shiloh was not not only – I mean, they were excited about it, excited about going on the road trip. Um, so they've already been to the Badlands of Oklahoma and played a game over there. They know Rivercrest shouldn't shouldn't be as bad as that, right? It's Poto. Well, they're kind of bad, but not that bad. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah. uh, but big win for, there for Shiloh. Uh, Arkadelphia, Lamar. How about Lamar, Henry, with another yeah. one-point win? Yeah. They, they know how to pull it out. They do. They do went to went down to Prairie Grove. Prairie Grove jumped on them, Ricky, a couple of touchdowns early. Lamar just they ran that football, ran it, ran it, ran it, ran it. Prairie Grove kept leaving it on the ground. Yep. Fumbled Took it about advantage. three yep. times. Yep. Lamar Lamar responded and uh, ends up beating them by one uh, to advance. And they're going to go to Joe T. Robinson this week. I'm you know Joe T's favored heavily, but you know if Lamar gets ahead of you, they get a touchdown on you, Ricky. They they just going to pound that ball on you and. Uh, I know Phil Prairie Grove. That travels. Prairie Grove feels bad about the turnover, but you know you could have ten turnovers, but the other team doesn't take advantage of it. That's and Lamar right. has certainly done that. Yeah, they uh, have great two job consecutive by Josh Jones. One point wins, yeah. right? Great job by Josh Jones over oh, there this always. year. Tremendous yeah. job for the Warriors over there this year. He's a good coach. Uh, kind, of, kind of an undersung kind of a guy. Won a state championship at Magazine. Has done really, really well at Lamar. Uh, Boonville boy. We've talked about him, Ricky. Yeah. How they like to. He's a, you know he's a ground and pound guy, which is you know yeah. that was a, what was it bred in. He's from Boonville. That's what they do. Speaking of Boonville, Leland, you uh, got a chance to see Boonville play. Um, you know, they, they won to advance, and they're going to be hosting Glenrose Friday night. You know, the, the, and you talk about, you know, the ground game and a rushing attack travels. Yeah. Uh, there's not a better one in the state than Boonville. Nope. Now, they haven't run the ball 76 times in a game like Lamar did last week. <laughs> but but still, they that that's what they do. And, and they're so good – um, across the board, it's not just one or two guys. They have four guys with over 800 yards rushing. Wow. And one of them is averaging 17.1 yards per carry. Wow. Wow. Well, they, uh, they, uh, they're going to be tough to beat. Now, Glen Rose is a very, very good team, um, and it'll be a tough one. And Boonville has a tough one. If they advance, uh, probably will be against Harding Academy. Probably they will, you know, look, they'll be a favorite, you know, in their game. And it'll be Harding Academy swan song in 3A. They'll be going to 4A next year. So uh, a lot of teams going to be going to be moving around uh, because of the equity, uh, fair and equitable trade, or whatever whatever, whatever the rule is, uh, moving around. So the private school rule. There you go. So uh, good. Uh, we saw Charleston went down to a center point, a surprising uh, loss there. For, well, at least it was to me, Leland. What do you think? Uh, that was not a surprise at all to me. I, I thought that it was 50-50 at best. Okay. You know, Centerpoint had Prescott down 
five, I guess five weeks ago at halftime by three touchdowns. And then their three-year starter, Josh Lawson, the quarterback, went down with an injury. Prescott came back and won 50-41. to 41. Wow. And he was hobbled the next couple of games. They lost both of those. Center Point ended up being a four seed. But it was just like Ricky May said when you watched him on film. He said, that's not a four not seed. Not a four seed. Not a four seed. But those things happen. And, uh, and of course, they got hot. And, uh, you know, um, you know that quarterback's really good. He's a 6,000-yard guy for his career. He's a three-year starter. And, uh, boy, that can take you a long ways. And, and center point, uh, you know, it, it was a close game. Charleston got behind early and um, just couldn't uh, make up ground. And then, Leland, the game you were at, you had speculated that Ozark could have trouble with Crossett and their quarterback especially, and uh, he certainly lived up to that. Um, you know, what, what, tap, what happened in that game? You know, it was just really a case of, you know, Ozark, Class 4A, has just some tremendous every year tremendous athletes and yes. you look at at warren and robinson and you know arkadelphia and and cross it for sure this year and that quarterback he's as good as there is in the state he runs it he throws it he's going to be a 2000 1000 guy and he Tyreek threw jones. one we're talking about Tyreek uh, jones yeah yeah he threw one pass uh in the third quarter effortlessly that we counted at least 70 yards and it was, and it was effortless and it was just a little bit overthrown, which is funny because, you know, <laughs> you throw a ball 70 yards and, uh, and it was overthrown. I mean, not very many quarterbacks can do that, but it was just really a case of cross. It's really very, very good. And they've got two running backs that are good that their head coach just, uh, you know, praised, after the game, too, is kind of being unsung guys. But you look at some these games this week, and, of course, Conway and Fayetteville, that's, that's got to be the at marquee. the top of the list. That's the marquee game. Parkview and Greenwood, that's top-notch. But I tell you, uh, Arkadelphia at Crossit Friday night, man, that's another one of the big games of the week. Yeah, it's it's huge. So Leland, uh, we're going to skip over and talk about a little bit of basketball now. We uh, we you've had a chance last night. You had a chance to see Fort Smith Northside play Tulsa Memorial. Northside a little bit undermanned right now. Their guys coming from football. Leland, you think Northside's going to end up being pretty good again? I think they'll be pretty good. Um, boy, you know they they've set the bar so high the last few years that it's going to be hard to match that. Uh, I, I I lost count of how many different players he, you know, coach Burnett played. I, I think he just about emptied the bench. Yeah. So he'll, he'll get something worked out. And I did find out that there's still a very good possibility that the Coke classic will be played in Northside's good. Uh, new gymnasium. Good, good, good. That would be great. Uh, the, the time frame's pretty tight. Uh, they're waiting on some things to come in, which, I think across the United States, there's lots of people yeah. waiting on a lot of a lot things. Of cargo ships full of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, part of, of Northside's new gymnasium uh, may be part of that, but gotcha. it, it's it's looking good at this point. Gotcha. Henry had a chance to see a couple of girls' games this week. Henry saw Jada Brown drop 30 um, in her game on Saturday and then saw a pretty good Con Conway and Harper, pretty good, pretty good game, for at least for a little while on, on Monday. 
it started off like it was going to be a blowout with Conway jumping out to a 19-8 lead. But Harbor came right back and within the third quarter had it down to a three-point game. But I tell you, Conway, they have all their starters back from yep. last year and plus a few others. That team is loaded, and it would not be surprising me if the Lady Wampus Cats are in the state championship game this year. Southside girls, Paul, have won a couple of games. That's uh, I know that's not big news for a lot of schools, but Southside's, boy, they've really struggled in the girl, on the girls' side last couple of years. So to see them find a little success early is good for them. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. You got to, uh, you know, the situation of where they were as a program, you're trying to you're trying to get some success and get some confidence, and they, it looks like they've done that early, which good. is great. Good, good, good. So we've got that going on. So we've got basketball getting going and the non-conference. Got some tournaments coming up here uh, here pretty soon. We'll have the Tournament of Champions going on down at Fort Smith, which is always a good, good tournament. Got some good girls teams coming in, so you'll want to get over there to Southside. Excuse me, Paul. The Barn. The Barn. They're calling it The, the Barn. The Barn, uh, yes. Over at Southside High School, the new arena over there, they're calling The Barn. Uh, reminds me of the, of the movie Hoosiers when they walked into that big field house and that one of those uh, players said, you could put a lot of hay in this thing. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so we've got that coming got up. The grade, we'll, we'll the grade have, 8 over in, at uh, Rogers. At Rogers, got that. And the R-Vest uh, Classic for the boys. Uh, we'll have uh, we'll be having a little get-together. So we'll have a lot of tournaments coming up as the holidays get here. Still got two more weeks of football left. The best two weeks uh, of football, or three weeks. Um, and so uh, got that going on. So uh, just lots of great sports. So get out there and catch these kids in action. Hope. That's, uh, that I know uh, is dear to Rick Fires. two more sports, wrestling and bowling. There you are go. also just beginning. There you go. I think Ricky would be a good bowler. He'd be a good bowling coach, I think. Can you mix wrestling and bowling together? What a great! I'd cover that. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be fantastic. So that is it for this week's edition of Prep Rally, the podcast. And of course, we'll be back next week as we recap uh, the third week of the playoffs, the semifinals in seven A and six A for sure. Um, and we'll take a look ahead. We'll talk a little bit more basketball coming up. Also, wanted to mention, Ricky. Don't know if you saw this or not. Our boy from Farmington, Matt Wilson who is a 14th-year senior yes, buzzer, at, <laughs> buzzer beater. at UAFS. Matt's been playing college basketball a long time. I think he's as old as the coach, I think. Uh, but what a big-time shot he had this uh, last week. Hit a, a buzzer beater and uh, gave UAFS a big win there at home. So congratulations that conference to player of the week or something, Yeah, yeah right. big, big, big win. Lone Star Conference player. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, again, uh, that's it for this edition of Prep Rally. I'm Chip Sousa for Henry Apple, Paul Boyd, Ricky Fires, and Leland Barclay down in the River Valley. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on Prep Rally, the podcast. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.